Thanks to you, our listeners, KRBN Internet News Talk Radio is growing and is now available on more stations such as Facebook Video, Player.fm, iTunes, Verbal, and now on Amazon Audible. KRBN Internet News Talk Radio currently does not receive any funding to bring you these programs. However, we do ask that you hit that like button and tell your friends to help this station grow. And thank you again for your support. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Goldsevich. And now, here's Jay. Robin. And technical difficulties on the Bose Nose show today. We are going to try and see if I can add back in. Uh, I'm looking for the, the correct button on Skype here to add somebody to my call. <laughs> yeah, it's down in the lower left-hand corner. Because Skype updated. And by the way, folks, you can blame Microsoft for our delay here because Windows 10 updated and took a 10-minute reboot. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, let's see. Let's see if I can get David now. <laughs> well, while Jay's right, trying so, to do that, welcome to the Bose Nose Show. Yes, yeah. Welcome to the Bose Nose Show. We're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira. I'm your host, Westland County Commissioner Jay Bozovich, and uh, we're student-run radio sometimes, but of course, Windows doesn't help us with a student-run radio. Um, I'm trying to see if I tried to add David in there. I invited him, but um, and I'll do some background singing so we don't have dead right. air. Okay, I won't do right. any singing. I, I think promise. I'm calling David now. When I'm calling you, no. <laughs> oh God, that's going to be cards and letters right there. Shit. Sorry. Excuse my French. Send your complaints to Jay Bozovich. That's B-O-Z. Anyways, we did promise kind of a lively show, and right now it's been lively on this end. Um, yeah. Our show is rated PG, but you wouldn't know it by listening to what's been said behind the scenes right now. And yep. We're yep. To- yeah, yeah, went, yeah, yeah. I'm... Jay, once you have David, just call the call in line, and we'll just try and do it that yeah. way. And for everybody else, 646-721-9887, if you want to try and talk to us, I think everything should work. But I can promise you that my computer and I are going to have a nice little chat after this, and it's not going to be pretty. I mean, have you ever seen a computer shake? Mine will. Yeah, I was hoping to get David on video, but um, things just aren't seeming to, to go well for us today on, on the Bose Nose Show, technically. But, I, you know, just to set David up once, hopefully he's going to try and call and it will be audio only. Um, you know, I had him on Skype. Robin had to reboot her computer. Now we can't get him back on Skype. Uh, it's one of those days. But I wanted to talk to David because I got forwarded an 
email from the Joe Bernie campaign, and it was from Joe, and asking people to to forge his email all over. And the very first thing he says in there is, David Bubble is accusing me of voting for a pay raise. That's a lie. Well, I'm sorry, Joe, but it is on record. In the January 19th budget committee meeting, a motion came up to give the commissioners a pay raise, and you voted in favor of that motion. And then subsequently, you even voted in favor of the minutes that document that meeting just last week on the 3rd. You, you voted to approve those minutes. So saying that David's lying about that is lying yourself. And then there's been other issues around, um, yeah, um, David's trying to call with Skype. Yeah. Anyway, we just all relax. We'll make it through. I promise. Yeah, we'll we'll try and get there. But, um, yeah, that to me just brought up something else. And I also, oh, is that David calling in? That's a different number. That you? Yep, I'm David, you on? Awesome. Are you on Skype? No, I'm on my phone. My Excellent. So you're the you're the three four five nine nine hundred. Yep, that's me. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show uh, uh, and and the craziness that's gone on with um, our our technical stuff is David Lovell, who is running for Springfield Commissioner seat. I just mentioned briefly, David, about Joe's email blast accusing you of lying about his vote to raise his pay when in fact i walked him through that he actually did vote for a motion to raise his pay during the budget committee just last this january and then adopted voted to adopt minutes documenting that just last week um and it's just you know part of a trend in in particularly in Joe Bernie and just some of the candidates that are running for commissioner um, right now to stretch the truth outright lie and and display some questionable ethics um, you know along with that was the the recent um, uh, revelations that Joe Bernie got paid eighty thousand dollars by Lane County back in 2009 and 10, I believe, um, and then never produced anything worthwhile for the county. In fact, on one of the contracts, he produced nothing. Right. And and the audit was made public, and it basically said, you know, he actually probably cost jobs and didn't save any carbon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that that sort of character. So I wanted to – asked David to come on because I wanted to talk with David just a little bit about character and integrity because I've known David 
almost 30 years since the early yeah. 90s. Um, so I know David's character, but I wanted to give him a chance maybe just to talk a little bit about what integrity means to him, um, because, you know, people may be aware, may not be aware. David's, you know, a minister as well as as somebody that's helped to revitalize downtown Springfield. Uh, so tell me a little bit about how much you value, you know, integrity and character and, and just what it means to you personally. Well, thanks. Thanks for that opportunity. And thanks for ha- having me on the show. Yeah, you, you bring up a, a lot of good points about many people that I've crossed in life that, that I say, quote, have a certain economy with the truth. In, in other words, <laughs> they, they, they want to say what looks good at first, but really doesn't have a, a, a solid foundation of which to build a dependable character on. Um, the, the hard thing about being a minister these days is that so many ministers have gotten kind of a bad reputation that when you say you're a minister anymore, it's almost like saying, hey, I'm an honest guy. Please believe me. And people just don't. And, you know, part of the theory is that if you have to tell somebody you're honest, you're probably not because your honesty and your character should show through actions, not with words. So, so that's really where I'm at with integrity. Integrity is also one of those things, as you know, you know, being in business or being in advertising, you know, integrity speaks volumes because you only have one time to make a first impression. You don't have a second chance. And that first impression by people looking at you and, you know, doing what you say, showing up on time, giving them the courtesy of of doing the best job you can, you know, all of these things go into integrity. But at the same time, integrity is also saying, wow, you know, I really could have done better and I apologize for not doing what maybe you would have expected, but I want a chance to do it right. And I think that also speaks volumes about just currently now politicians who are trying to hide behind the economy of the truth and not really wanting to do the right thing. Yeah, and, you know, I I was listening to KPNW, um, I think it was last week, uh, they had an interview with Bill Compton, who is the leader of the Thin Blue Line Coalition, Right, right. Um, and and uh, he was on specifically to talk about another uh, economy of the truth situation with Joe Bernie, where he made a claim in his voter pamphlet statement that he basically was the author drafting the proposal um, that that added eight sheriff's deputies to uh, our our sheriff's department, and. Bill Compton basically walked folks through the the actual um, proposal that right in the um, board materials that were prepared for that meeting where we voted on it Uh states that it was a proposal prepared by the sheriff and the director of public works because it was dealing with road and money. Um, And... That they, that they had and, come to a deal together to split the funds up equitably so they could each get benefit from them. And it was like heralded as a, a great partisan plan between the two people. I watched that meeting on video. Yeah, and, and Joe taking credit for having prepared the proposal when he had nothing to do with it. Um, well, it, it, it's just, funny how, it, how, 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 how limit in, limited integrity works. Limited integrity works to where you can make a statement that's kind of in the wheelhouse of where the truth is, but you really had no uh, presence or relation to it, 
relationship to it. Taking a second on a motion to approve those funds is not the same as actually participating in generating the idea and pushing it with passion and your your own thoughts through the process. Um, so so that's, that's where people who don't want to really look at the depth of the facts get caught up in this, you know, what I, again, the economy of the truth. It just doesn't speak true. It just speaks to tickle people's ears. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, you know, it was fascinating that he, he, he was taking authorship of that and claiming authorship. And then at the same time, it was interesting to hear Bill Compton talk about, um, you know, as a young man, he had a, a mentor he looked up to and his mentor basically talked to You there? Jade, did I lose you? Go on. My producer's um, computer completely crashed, and we lost David, everything else. David was only going to be able to stay on for about 20 minutes, so we've kind of lost his time slot. So. Thank you, David Lovell, for that short appearance on the Pose Nose Show. Um, and I will remind folks that are that that are calling in. I see we got one person on the on the board up there. If you wanted to actually talk on the Pose Nose Show, you have to press one so that it raises a little hand so we know you want to um, talk. Again, uh, the call in number for the Pose Nose Show six four six seven two one nine eight eight seven. And if you want to talk, just press one. If not, we're going to assume you're there just to listen. And put myself on mute for a second there. I apologize, everybody. This has been uh, the show from hell technologically, and I wanted it to be such a good show, and we had so much to talk about. Um, I will just go through a few things that, you know, have been really bothering me. And I, and I want to, I want to talk a little bit about my thoughts on integrity and anyone that knows me knows that honesty and integrity are two of my strongest personal values. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, I grew up, and uh, my parents split up in my senior year of high school in a very um, big divorce thing. My dad was caught cheating sort of type thing. I actually have my mother's maiden name as my last name. When I turned 18, I legally changed it. And that kind of, that whole issue with me kind of set in place this issue of, you know, Integrity, being honest, not cheating, all those sort of things are just super important to me. It's, 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 you know, where I really draw the line with people. I have basically walked away from friendships when I, you know, found out somebody wasn't being completely honest with me. Um, so, and, you know, Probably one of the reasons why I'm getting ready to celebrate my 40th wedding anniversary is a big issue to me. I would, you know, never, ever, you know, 
step out and cheat or do something like that. It's just not my thing. And it's one of the reasons why when I see that being done by fellow commissioners, I call it out. And it bothers me a lot. You know, and and when it just when you just kind of see things that just you know there's stuff going on in the background and you know there's just lack of integrity happening. And then when you actually catch people outright lying and then denying it in public, you know, that they that they lied or that, you know, obfuscating about it, both Don Leslie and Joe Bernie have to lie their way out of this whole pay raise thing. They can't. It's on record. And Heather Buck voted for the pay raise, too. At least she's had the good sense not to lie about it. At least I don't think she has. But what's really worse is Joe Bernie ran for commissioner against Sid Lichen four years ago, telling people that he was going to rescind a pay raise that got approved prior to him coming on the board. That it was going to be one of the first things he did was to roll back that pay increase. By the way, I voted against that pay increase, but I got outvoted that time. I did pay increase to charity over the last several years. I, up, I, I, I've been giving uh, payroll deduction charity to the United Way funds um, instead of taking that raise. That said, that's how I deal with things. That's my integrity. Joe Bernie runs on saying, I'm going to pull back a pay raise. By the way, when I became a commissioner, I actually did decrease commissioner salaries and compensation. I cut our office budgets. I cut our, our pooled uh, expense accounts. And I, I cut our compensation. Joe Bernie never cut commissioner's compensation, never even made a proposal once he was elected. And then he voted to actually increase it, and then he accuses people of lying that point out that he voted to increase commissioner salaries. Now, understanding how high I hold that value of integrity, you can understand why that bothers me. And then I come to find out recently because of public records that have been disclosed um, by the Oregon Trail folks that Commissioner Bernie prior, you know, back when the the, the book club, Wiener, Handy, and Sorensen were in charge of the, the commissioners, um, they were basically having their buddies get contracts through the Economic Development Department at the county. And Joe Bernie got two of those. <clears throat> One of them, he never produced any sort of tangible results or, or deliverables in it, but got paid in full. The other one, what he did produce was deemed to be worthless. So you got somebody that's willing to take $80,000 of public funds and produce nothing, ran based on saying he was going to rescind a pay raise and never did, and then voted for a pay increase and then lied about it. 
that's not being honest. That's not integrity, let alone the whole issue of the redistricting that happened, where Heather Buck and Joe Bernie's former paid political consultant that ran their campaigns when they got elected was put on that independent redistricting committee and was actually drawing the maps for the committee, maps that were adopted on a 3-2 vote and favored both Heather Buck and Joe Bernie as far as, you know, making their districts more Democrat. Fortunately, they screwed up and didn't get them passed six months prior to the election, and they had to use the old old districts in this election. Um, but, you know, that's that part of that whole thing. You know, here we got Heather and Joe kind of you know, walking some lines. And then we found out that there's actually somebody on the redistricting committee that is in leadership of the county's largest uh, labor union, a labor union that gave both of their campaigns over $80,000 when they ran for their first terms and is supporting them now, by the way, fire the county council, which was completely bungled by Commissioner Buck and Commissioner Bernie was chair at the time and, and messed up on the process. But that bungled attempt to fire resulted in in a renegotiated final year of the contract. And because basically that bungled attempt to fire gave all the leverage to the county council, the new contract is $200,000 more expensive than the old one. That's a whole lot of money. $200,000 of your money. And then they tried to bury that. They tried to put it on the consent calendar. I refused to let them do that. And even tried to bury the $200,000 by hiding $35,000 of it in a vehicle stipend. And things like that and bonuses. So it didn't, you know, it was hard to follow the dollars. They split it up and called them different things. That's not being honest, skirting the truth. But, you know, what's getting back to that, you know, union leadership on the redistricting committee, that union dislikes our county council and has been wanting him fired for years. And you kind of start connecting some dots there. I think there's some backroom discussions going on. Speaking of backroom discussions, don't forget the use of executive sessions, which are closed-door, non-public meetings, to discuss and actually make a decision around requiring vaccine mandates for county employees. Fortunately, you know, when I objected and asked to make the meetings public, I actually got three votes to make them public. Heather Buck voted against making those meetings public. If she had prevailed and they hadn't been made public, the next thing coming was going to be a lawsuit. Fortunately, Joe Bernie understood the legal ramifications and, and voted to make them public. One of the few times Joe showed a little little character there. Doesn't overcome taking $80,000 of public money 
lying about votes, having your political paid political consultant on the redistricting committee drawing maps. You know, it just goes on and on. At the same time, being willing to adopt a new floodplain zoning code that made it more difficult for fire victims to get permits after the fire and after being told how it was going to impact fire victims. Talking about housing and making it more difficult for people to build housing by adopting that new zoning code. Know this stuff in the background and, and you know, having to sit weekly and work together, try and work together with these people. And, you know, there are a lot of unanimous folks. You know, there's a lot of stuff we can agree on, but it sure seems like there's some personal agendas going on, hidden agendas and, and some interesting things, you know, in particular as we start steering towards um, some of these green programs that were exactly the same things that Joe Bernie got paid consulting fees and didn't deliver anything on and was uncooperative with the audit on it. If you want to find the documentation on that, BernieMakingGreen.com www.BernieMakingGreen.com, all together. So, you know, you can tell I'm a little fired up about this because it's gotten even worse recently. I brought up the issue and started, you know, working first, you know, through email with staff and all that about F2 homes and the fact that we were starting to hear that our planning staff was telling people that they may not be able to rebuild their home if it's down because of a fire. I brought it to the board's attention and asked the board to support a motion to direct staff to hold to the old interpretation of that law that's been there for 30 years being done that way. And I could not get anyone to second that motion. And staff made a huge deal about how it was going to be some kind of land use action if we actually, you know, agreed to direct staff to hold to the original interpretation. And, you know, Heather Buck even stated that it was due to some recent law and all that. And when I asked county council in that same meeting what case law, he could not cite any case law. And when I eventually was given that case law, They actually were citing stuff that happened a year ago or older. Nothing recent, nothing that would suddenly change land use decisions. And the two decisions they were citing weren't necessarily applicable to what they were talking about. One was about trying to rebuild a home that had actually been um, – not lived in since 1992 and had been pillaged by, by you know, looters over time to the point where it didn't have a kitchen sink in it. Somebody had pulled the sink out of it. That doesn't really apply to the same thing as I had a house yesterday, it burnt down, now I want to rebuild it. Not quite the same case. 
And the other one they were pointing to happened two years ago, and it was in a different zone and, again, was trying to replace homes that had been torn down years ago. But Heather Buck swore that there was recent legislation in that meeting, and that's why she wasn't going to support my motion to try and help the folks their F2 zone. And then I tried to get the board to support me in helping folks that want to build on their land and are having trouble because of big game habitat interpretations and some recent LUVA decisions. And I couldn't get anyone on the board to help me then. And I will say Pat Barr was absent during that meeting, but I got crickets on the three or four proposals I tried to bring forward that would have helped resolve that issue. And supposedly this is the person that's all about housing. Both of these people not willing to help out helping people build on impacted forest lands. Definition. You know, some place where they just, you know, couldn't make things work uh, for commercial forestry, so they, they designated them to be less important in, as far as preservation, which allows you to build a dwelling on them, and has for years, until, you know, a recent Luba decision that kind of threw a monkey wrench in it. Fortunately, I finally this week, you know, after two weeks ago, staff, you know, basically saying that we were going to make a land use decision if we stuck with the old interpretation, is now saying, as far as the fire replacements goes, they're going to they're going to stick with the old interpretation. They're not telling anyone they can't rebuild, <laughs> but a difference two weeks makes. Uh, and then I finally got the board to finally agree to at least have staff review one of the proposals around how to resolve the big game habitat issue. That was sent, you know, if, if, if I guess because I didn't actually draft it, it was sent in by the home builders, and I just asked to have it reviewed. Maybe that's why they agreed to it. But you know, it just it's frustrating to. to deal with that on a regular basis where you know it's the right thing. People for, have been buying these F2 properties with the idea that they were going to ultimately be able to build a home or sell it as an investment property to suddenly have the value of that made almost zero by some of these, these zoning issues and, and legal ramifications and not be willing to try and help those people the value back in their land, that just was frustrating as heck to me. And I know I hear from a lot of F2 owners over the last couple of weeks thanking me for advocating on their behalf. Not just going, oh, it needs to be fixed in legislative, we're going to have to wait a whole year or so, and we might be able to get the legislature to fix it. No, there are local ways to fix that stuff. I imagine that some of the anti-development um, folks that, that, that did the appeals and would threaten appeals of this stuff are whispering in some of our board members' ears. 
and probably contributed to their campaigns. Hmm, there we go again. Talk publicly about how you support housing, but when you get into a meeting, would you really support it? Taking credit for all the permit fees we waived here in Lane County, but not telling people it took us seven months after the fires to make that decision. And in that same seven-month meeting, that was when we finally decided to hire additional staff to, to help with the permit backlog. Most jurisdictions that waived fees did it in the first couple weeks after the fire. Seven months, people had to stress over paying permits. In fact, it was it taken so long, we had to go into a process to refund people that had already paid, you know, high fees. And then when House Bill 2289 passed, that provided relief from having to go back through the planning process, basically waived all that and said, you know what, if you had a, a house on a piece of property, you don't have to go back and prove that it was a legal lot. You don't have to go back and prove that the zoning works or anything like that. If you had a house, it burnt down in that fire, you can rebuild it. And that law was signed by the governor with an emergency clause on it, which meant it was effective immediately. But a couple weeks after the governor's signature, when I brought that up in a board meeting and asked our board to direct staff to immediately implement that in the most liberal interpretation possible, Heather Buck's reasoning for not providing that direction was she hadn't had a chance to read the bill and understand it in its entirety even though she made claim that she helped off, you know, push for it and worked with Representative Clem on it and all, you know, and it's like, did you or didn't you? But it was, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna move forward. And in fact, it took four weeks for staff to come back with a report about that. So it was six weeks total delay in implementing that relief for property owners out there. Yesterday, we could have actually moved forward with that language that the home builders sent in. They sent it to us by email on Sunday morning. So we had 48 hours to read that. I read through it twice so I could make sure I understood exactly what they were asking for, as well as reading through all the rest of my board materials. Heather Buck noted in the meeting one of the reasons why she couldn't, you know, move forward and wanted staff to look at it was she hadn't had a chance to read it yet. That's twice she hasn't been prepared for a board meeting. And twice it's impacted people's property rights and ability to build a home. But she's got all sorts of commercials about how, you know, how she's all about housing and she used to read the classifieds and look for, you know, affordable housing and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, the ad also touts a project that was almost completed construction and, and, and beginning occupancy when she was elected. <laughs> Not after. It was a project that she basically had nothing to do with, with getting off the ground, but it's in her commercial. MLK Commons. 
Hmm. Somebody else is also kind of taking credit for something they didn't really do. That's what we're dealing with. Bungled attempts to fire people that cost $200,000 at behest of a union that also just happened to be on our redistricting committee and contributed, you know, large amounts of money to camp, you know, to a couple commissioners' campaigns. Joe Bernie, Heather Buck. Think about it. Tuesday's coming up. You all have an opportunity to try and make sure the Lane County Board has integrity. We, I came in because people wanted that. That was why I got elected in the first place. I came in on the heels of the dumb die versus handy at all lawsuit, which was basically about holding secret meetings to make decisions. And it was pretty well found out that, that, you know, they were having these, quote, book club meetings. That's when I make reference to the book club, where they were having rotating people coming in and out of the meetings. So, quote, they didn't have a quorum there, but a quorum was participating. And they were making decisions about closing jail beds while still hire, you know, a proposal that was going to hire staff for commissioners so they could bring their campaign staff on paid county positions. By the way, something that I killed as soon as I came on as commissioner was getting rid of that staff position. Um, you know, that's, that was what was going on. And people brought in a, a new majority to get rid of that. And we cleaned things up. And we made people trust the county enough to pass the jail levy, the first money uh, levy on, on the ballot is passed in 14 tries in over 20 years in Lane County because we built that trust. We had the integrity to get that trust with the public. I am concerned that our current board has thrown away so much of that public trust that the sheriff's levy that has to be re-upped next year might be in danger. That levy doesn't pass. Well, if you think it's bad, you know, that they're releasing criminals or not charging people up in Multnomah County because they have a, a, a DA that won't charge people, it won't matter here because we won't be able to hold people. We'll have Measure 11 offenders wandering the streets pre-trial if that jail levy doesn't pass. We need to have people in there that, that the folks trust somebody that denied voting for a pay raise, Don Leslie, Joe Bernie. It's not somebody who made a bungled attempt to, to serve the interests of a um, public employee union to fire our county council and cost the county $200,000. We need new people in those positions. We need new leadership. I strongly encourage folks to look at David Lovell in Springfield, Kyle Blaine in East Lane County, and Ryan Seneca, West Lane County. I know all three of those men. David, the longest of all of them, 
and I can tell you he is like me, integrity matters. And as I was getting ready to talk about Bill Compton with the Thin Blue Line Coalition, who's rather angry at Joe Bernie's taking credit for the deputy proposal, if somebody's willing to not tell the truth in a small thing or not, you know, be truthful or or stay to their word on something small, then they're likely to not do so in something big. You know, what don't we know? You know, if you're willing to lie about a vote on a 2% pay raise, 2% on top of a $95,000 plus salary, $148,000 plus total benefit, pay and benefits, if you're not willing to own up to that, what else in the background are you not owning up to? Thing do we not know about? Of course, we just found out about the $80,000. I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't some kind of criminal investigation of that. Because, you know, one of those contracts was, I think, for $50,000 where there was nothing to show the work was done, yet a check was cut and paid. You know, and why there was, you know, if, if there was integrity there, Check should have been written back to the county. <laughs> but there was a lot of weird things going on then where Joe Bernie was actually going to go into business with some of the county employees that were current, that were actually the ones managing the grants that he got the contracts in. You got to go back and look at that public record stuff that's on BernieMakingGreen.com. But it, it is just surprising how crazy crooked that is. Kind of wondering why that didn't come out four years ago when he was running. But of course, four years ago when he was running, he was saying he was going to rescind a pay raise that he never made any proposals about. I put something up on my Facebook page week that was a news clipping of me making a proposal to cut pay. Where's yours, Joe? And it also just seems, you know, that both Joe and Heather suddenly got religion when it came to public safety. I mean, they've been commissioners for almost four years now. It's gone past the three-year mark. And just now we're starting to get all this public safety concern in adding deputies. And then they take credit for it. And the only reason we have money for those deputies is the lobbying of the Association of ONC Counties, which they pulled us out of three years ago and stopped paying dues and have voted consistently to not rejoin every time I bring it up. Now, can you imagine how much more money maybe that organization could have lobbied and stuck into the infrastructure bill, which is that's how we got it, was their lobbying got a little little section stuck into that huge infrastructure bill that gave us some extra SRS money over the next three years, and that's what's paying for the new deputies, the organization that they stopped paying dues to. But, you know, if we had been paying dues those three years, how much better a lobbying job might they have been able to do? How much more money might we have had for those deputies? But we're going to take credit for those deputies, even though you, you know, 
wouldn't participate, stop paying dues to the organization that's responsible for us having that money in the first place. And you're going to go, look, I got deputies without raising taxes. You got deputies by somebody else's work. Thank you, Tim Freeman and the other counties that are still participating in the Association of ONC Counties. It was your lobbying that got that language stuck into the infrastructure bill, gave us some extra funding and, and gave it to us for three straight years so we could count on it. And we basically knew that was kind of excess money above and beyond what we had originally counted on. So we took that and we split it up between our public works roads folks and the sheriff's department. That's why it was the sheriff and the director of public works that drafted the proposal and figured out how we could get a few more deputies out there. But both Joe and Heather are touting that like they did it. They had nothing to do with it, really. They voted in favor of the proposal once it came to the board. The same thing as being responsible for getting the money out of the federal government in the first place and then figuring out how to split it up between roads and the sheriff's office. Integrity, honesty, character. What are they showing by taking credit for things they weren't responsible for, for obfuscating about things they actually did, voting for pay raises? Or better yet, what's the character shown when you get $80,000 worth of contracts and deliver bupkis to the county? and cash the checks. Or when you say you're championing, you know, home building and championing fire victims, and then you vote for a floodplain ordinance that's being pushed by the folks in Lamwatch Lane County, the anti-development folks and the environmental crowd, knowing it's going to hurt the ability for people to rebuild after the fire, and you still voted for it. And in fact, the ordinance was so flawed, we had to remove about half of it a year later because it was legally impossible to enforce. And I told them that when we voted on it. <sighs> Sorry, this is a subject I'm wound up about because seeing the political flyers come out and the accusations the baseless accusations in some cases. I mean, the claims that there's all these tenant complaints against David Lovell, yet there's no citations, no basis for that. Frankly, if I was David Lovell, once, you know, he gets his head above water after this election, I'd be uh, kind of thinking about defamation lawsuit. <laughs> I know that everything that's been in the mailer concerning Joe and Heather or Dawn, has citations. There's actually little asterisks and, and, and references to board meetings or budget committee meetings on those. The Bernie Making Green website actually has links to the public record documents that were disclosed. And actually has headlines from the Eugene Weekly criticizing the, the, you know, 
Bernie and the, and that whole issue around these 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 economic development you know monies that went to him. The Eugene Weekly. We remember the exact quote here. Shifty politics was the quote. In the same order, commissioners voted to give a 50,000 contract to a social justice advocate and renewable and alternative energy consultant, Joe Bernie, to develop job-creating grants for energy efficiency and renewable energy. Which was never anything produced from it. The audit work was summarized that local jobs were most likely lost and there was no reduction of carbon emissions in Lane County. That was the summary of Joe Bernie's work. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And what's fascinating is, you know, that, that picture that's on the Bernie Making Green site if you were to zoom in on his computer and, and phone, you can see that there's messages there. One of them is that same paid political consultant from the Independent Redistricting Committee. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well. I think it's about time for me to end this very technically um, – limited version of the Bose Nose Show. I, my apologies to uh, David Lovell for the short period of time we had him on the show. My apologies to everybody that wanted to listen and watch on Facebook Live. Uh, we just had buku problems with technology at the start of the show. Uh, computers crashing because of Windows 10. Um, you know, that's fortunately, I've got a map. And you can bet right now that Windows is screaming in pain. Uh, that's Robin, my producer. And we're having a little bit of echo back here. I think it's about time to put the Apple on and Listen to this craziness today. Uh, I hope you garnered something from this show and, and understand character matters. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Bose No Show. Hopefully it'll be upbeat and cheerful because it will be the Wednesday after election night. Have a great week. You can and now take Caribbean Internet News Talk. That's the intro. <laughs> Do I need to hit that?